Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Electric World Sessions. We have a great show today, special guests as well. And before we get there, we got a word from our sponsor, Flow Surf Skates. Break the mold of traditional skateboards. Our unique surf skate truck spring-loaded to create smooth and flowing turns that replicate the feeling of surfing in the ocean. Whether you are a carver, cruiser, pumper, or ditch skater, our surf skates will transform the way that you ride. For more information, go to www.flowsurfskates.com. They're offering a 15% discount. Uh, I have one. Uh, they're, they're fun to ride. Uh, kind of emulates the if you're actually snowboarding as well, uh, not just surfing. So tons of fun. Find a downhill uh, uh, pathway. It's awesome. And before we get to our guests, I would just like to read another fun fact here that came across, thought I'd share. And it's foods that help you sleep. So before you reach over for the over-counter sleep aids, try adding these foods to your diet instead. Nuts, like Brazil nuts, walnuts, and pistachios, they induce sleep because they contain potassium, selenium, which help the body make melatonin, our natural sleep hormone. And also try eating a salad with, with your evening meal. Lettuce, particularly organic lettuce, contains lactucarium, which has sedative properties and relaxes the brain. With your salad, have some tuna, halibut, or salmon. We need vitamin B6 to help make the feel-good, relax, relaxing neurotransmitters, melatonin and serotonin. And those types, of uh, those types of fish are rich in B6. And after dinner, sip some chamomile tea. It contains glycine, which relaxes nerves and muscles and can act as a mild sedative, reducing anxiety. And as a, as a midnight snack, nothing beats a banana. Sleep expert Dr. Michael Bruce calls them big yellow sleeping pills because they're loaded with magnesium and potassium, which help relax muscles and encourage deep sleep. So those special foods, everyone, uh, you know, salads, uh, banana, and the nuts, pistachios, so forth, uh, great sleeping aids to go to bed. And again, welcome back. Uh, we're, we're very happy to have a, a good friend of mine and a first-time podcast guest on Electric World Sessions, uh, Peter Carnet. Carne. Welcome to the show, bro. Thanks for having me, Eric. It's a pleasure being on your show today. Awesome, man. Great to hear. Great to, uh, great to see you. Great to connect. And uh, for our listeners out there, uh, you know, we're here in Phoenix, Arizona, southwestern, southwest uh, United States. And Peter, you are from England. And I'd like for our listeners just to learn a little bit more about you. And if you could, you know, briefly go over, you know, where you're from in England and, and, you know, how you got to Arizona. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm originally from the UK. Um, uh, I was, I can't really pinpoint one area. Uh, in England that I'm from, but I was uh, I was born in London. I was actually born in a in a place called uh, Epsom. Uh, anything it's 
well known out here for is just Epsom Salts or the Epsom Derby where they have the horse racing. Um, but um, yeah, I lived, I've lived in uh, various places in the south of England. You can probably tell from my accents, I'm, I'm southern uh, English. Um, I lived in West Sussex um, for for a period. Uh, lived in a little island just off the coast of France, of Normandy, France, so British island called Jersey, the Chalons there. I lived there for about 15 years, pretty much grew up there. Um, also, um, I've lived in Bath in, the, in Somerset in the southwest of England, and uh, I went to college in uh, Southampton before moving up to London um, for a few years, uh, which was an experience. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd say... Um, Moving out to uh, Phoenix, um, you know, 10, 12 years ago, I'd never envisaged, my, envisaged myself moving out here, being out here in Arizona. You know, last place I'd, I'd think of, uh, of being out, to be honest, you know, didn't, you know, never appealed to me. Um, but, you know, life happens. Uh, I, uh, I, I met my wife um, uh, when I was traveling um, about uh, 10 years ago now. Uh, she was from Phoenix. Uh, we met her in Thailand, of all places, uh, in Bangkok. Uh, we were in the same hostel and kind of headed off just, you know, and uh, yeah, uh, several years later, uh, three years to be exact, find myself moving out to Phoenix. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's it's certainly a change of scenery. Um, I, I think from that point of view, from, you know, from my perspective, coming from a climate like the UK, which, you know, mild summers, uh, coldish winters uh, you know and you're coming out to phoenix which is just hot pretty much all year round so yeah uh very different but that's pretty much how i found myself uh moving out here and i've got i've got myself a little girl now as well so yeah it's it's uh it's, it's definitely been different awesome man yeah well welcome to arizona thank you and it's it's kind of funny but you mentioned epson England and where where is that exactly to the, for the listeners who don't know England that well the map of it you grew up more in the south so Epson mm-hmm. where that's where you originally kind of like born and grew up a little yes. bit part, partly partly but where is Epson at so Epson is uh, is is within London it's uh, it's kind of south southwest outer london so i mean technically it's still london there's a oh, big okay. uh freeway um that goes around london it's called the m25 uh and um it's actually you can see it from space it's you know it's quite a big landmark but it surrounds london so you know, i was kind of i was born within that uh within that ring there uh and it's you know it's kind of out outer london it's more uh, more countryside-ish, I guess um, mm-hmm. you could say. It's you know out of a big smoke, out of a big city, um, very uh, I guess suburban kind of area, countryside. Uh, not far from the coast as well. You're probably about an hour away from from places like Brighton. Um, so it's you know it's kind of the halfway point I'd say between central London and and the south coast there. And is there anything that you miss most about the UK, England? uh yeah there's there's quite a few things um culture is very you know culture in, in some ways is, is similar out here but there's just the little things i miss like the pubs uh you know i miss um hanging out with, with my friends going to watch the going to watch the footy or the soccer and then in the afternoon uh, on saturdays um you know uh yeah, just just little things like that. I miss food, English food. I miss the uh, good English breakfast. Uh, what, what's the what's the what's the English breakfast like? A typical. 
So an English breakfast, it's uh, so you know how you have like your American breakfast, you know, with your uh, with your scrambled eggs, your cheese, and your you know your 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 bacon and mm-hmm. um, you know fried bread and things like that. So I'd say an English breakfast is is a little similar, um, but it can be a little bit heavier. I mean, we have our bacon is uh, a little bit different to American bacon here. Yeah, you know how your bacon's kind of streaky. Our bacon's kind of like it's kind of like ham a little bit, I guess. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a, a mixture between streaky bacon and, and Canadian bacon, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have other other things within our breakfast, like uh, fried tomatoes, fried mushrooms. Uh, we have a delicacy called uh, bubble and squeak, um, and we have uh, black pudding, which is essentially uh, pig's blood, which is fried up. Uh, it sounds pretty gross, but it's actually really good. Uh, and then we have uh, baked beans, but they're not the baked beans like you have out here in the States. Uh, our baked beans, um, they don't have barbecue sauce. They're just with a tomato-based sauce. Um, quite nice. Um, and then obviously, you know, you get your hash browns like you do out here as well. Um, we also have um, sausages with our, uh, with our breakfast. Um, and then we have... Uh, Sauce-wise, ketchup or brown sauce, HP sauce, uh, which is a very English uh, breakfast sauce. You can have it on your burgers or your hot dogs as well. One of those, quite savoury. Um, so yeah, I, I yeah, I, I really miss that. And <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on and on about it. But um, the other thing, the other big meal I miss back home is is probably like um, on Sundays. You really you usually have roasts. Um, we have like roast beef. Um, and that's another another meal in itself. I mean, you have it has uh, Yorkshire pudding, which is a like a a flour based. It, it's I mean, we call it a pudding. A pudding is like a dessert. It's English language is is funny, but um, it's it's a it's a flour based um, flour, eggs, water, I believe, and milk. Um, and uh, they you put them in the oven, they rise. You eat them with Yorkshire pudding. You have roast potatoes peas carrots you know your veggies and that so yeah roast meals and another meal i, I probably miss a lot so food, and, what's that called roast roast milk uh what no just just roast roast beef oh roast, sorry, yeah roast beef. <laughs> yeah i got that I, yeah with the yorkshire puddings oh the yorkshire puddings that's what it was yorkshire yeah. puddings. Mm-hmm. i've never had the yorkshire 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 puddings but i, I have had the the black pudding I've been mm-hmm. to I've been to the UK. I've been to England uh, a couple times, and I remember trying that. That was, and I think they use they in in Ireland. They it's it's common as well. Yeah, I, yeah. Irish food is it's really similar to um, to the UK. I mean, they just you know like in America here, in some of the grocery stores, you can find like Irish bangers, for example, Irish bacon. It's 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 all the same though. English English bacon, Irish bangers, you know. The, they kind of one and the same. So similar yeah. food. Yeah, I think you're making the listeners very hungry right now. And, and <laughs> I'm getting hungry to... myself, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds delicious, man. And and uh, and you know, I was looking at the temperature, and it's fine. It kind of funny how you say the the temperature here in, here in Phoenix right now is like 116. Mm-hmm. That would be almost like 46 uh, Celsius, and in and mm-hmm. in, in Southampton. Uh, it's about 68 right now. Mm-hmm. I was I was looking at 68 to 72 for the day. Liverpool is right around 70. London raining at mm-hmm. 70 Celsius. 
Uh, so that's pretty uh, pretty nice. Well, pretty nice summer for coming from Phoenix. Yeah, it is. It's actually, <laughs> it's, it's it's a little bit warmer than normal. I've you know I was speaking to um, family back home last weekend, and you know, they were saying it was um, you know close to 100 degrees. Um, yeah, I, I still in my head I, I I go by centigrade. So if I, I mean I have adjusted to Fahrenheit now, but you know we we we, we do we go by centigrade you know back in back in the UK and that. But yeah, certainly certainly warm. And uh, talking to my mum, she said that. Um, you know, the grass is growing brown. It's getting that warm out there. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> and yeah, you're probably like, oh, yeah, that's normal, right? Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I, oh, here it's normal. Oh, yeah, yeah. mom, that, yeah. It's, I've seen that all the time. <laughs> now, you've, you've, you've migrated, right, to, uh, to Phoenix and you have a beautiful family. That's awesome. And you have a nice little dog, too. Big dog. <laughs> I mean, Wellington, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. And, what type of dog is he again? What species? Uh, he, he's an old English bulldog, so he's not uh, your typical bulldog. Uh, we, we, you know, to I guess to put it, you know, we uh, we thought we were, I guess we thought we were going to do a pothead, but we got a crackhead, I guess, in a way. Cause he's just <laughs> he's uh he's 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 just he's he's crazy that dog. I mean, he's he's a lovely dog, gets on well with people hates other dogs unfortunately and it's just you know he's just always excited he's just never likes to rest <laughs> but he's a great dog yeah yeah awesome tell him i said hi <laughs> and and so now that you're here in phoenix uh and you're you now work for usaa which is a a massive great company here in the united states and you're a claims adjuster at usaa Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell the listeners a little bit about what you do, you know, the company and, you know, has anything changed with COVID, uh, you know, with your role or anything going on there? Yeah. So I, I, I've been at USAA now for um, be four years in November. Um, I've been at the company for um, I switched from uh, working in the travel industry. I worked in the travel industry for about five years and um, moved to working within USAA Um reason I moved was uh, I was just going to get fed up with, with the company I worked for. I just kind of wanted to change the scenery, change of industry. Um, when I first came out of Phoenix, um, it was actually one of the companies I was looking at to uh, start a career with, but uh, my old company kind of came knocking on the door and that's essentially why I, I um, uh, started working for them. But yeah, I joined USAA and wonderful company to work for. Um, uh, you know, I'm, 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 as you say, I'm a claimant adjuster there. So I, you know, what I do is um, I'm the person you would call if you're involved in an accident. You know, we uh, uh, you know, investigate a claim um, and kind of work with the other insurance company. You know, get people's vehicles repairs. Um, so everything. Uh, it's 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 quite a great industry, I'd say, um, in terms of uh, you know. Um, with policies and things you know it's 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 quite gray and it's it's nothing's really ever set in stone with an insurance um but it's uh yeah i mean it's a it's a fast-paced job it's it's something that's you know there's, there's stuff always changing as well so you've got to adapt quickly um and since i've been there i mean there's been it's been very there's been lots of changes within, within work and you know most recently obviously with covid now they sent everyone home uh the situation with that was um everyone was sent home everyone was given a like a monitor they had to take their their uh, little computer from their workspace back with them and uh you know we'll get set up at home uh i mean we've got to the point now where they've sent everyone home until indefinitely until 
at least the end of the year. I think January the 1st is when they're going to start letting people back in the office. But um, during oh. that time, I've actually switched to move uh, to work at home permanently. So, I mean, it's been a big change in my life and, you know, obviously my family's life adapting to me being home now. Um, and I love it, though. It's, you know, it's it's great like having your own comforts, uh, you know, no stress of having to to, to uh, drive to work every day, which wasn't really a big deal. I mean, it was only 20 minutes up the road for me, up the 17. You're going against traffic every day, going against traffic coming home, which is nice as well. So you don't have to deal with that, that drama. But yeah, great company to work for. Um, they're, uh, you know, they're a Fortune 500s um, company. They're one of the best companies in Arizona um, from what I've heard and what I've read. Um, I mean, um, finding a job, within America itself, but, you know, coming from the UK where um, benefits wise, you know, we would, we would have, uh, you'd have socialized healthcare and, you know, we'd, we'd have, you know, four weeks of, of, of holiday, a vacation a year. Um, but this company, I mean, they, I, I get at least six, seven weeks of, of holiday of vacation every year. And you know, they really look after their employees, um, very um, employee driven, um, they listen to their uh, listen to their members. They're insured, um, and it's uh, you know they uh, they get they pay out nice bonuses every year. So I mean I I really can't complain. They they truly look after you as an employee. And you know uh, uh, at this time during the pandemic, you know it's it's one of those companies that's just you know pandemic recession proof. You know you're just not going to lose your job. Um, you're not going to get any pay cuts. Um, so yeah, wonderful company to work for. You know, I'd, I'd say anyone that's that's struggling for work out there or has lost their job, you know, please take a look at USAA because you can be really surprised at what they have to offer. There's so many jobs going on at the moment and they'll really take care of you. No, yeah, that's that's awesome. Thank you for, for mentioning that too. A lot of changes in the way uh, COVID is making us work and, and live. And I've been to the facility before. It's one of the, it's state of the art, right? It's like mm-hmm. an aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so a great place. I know uh, USAA basically started from some veterans from uh, the, the, the army, the United mm-hmm. States Army, of wanting to ensure their own military uh, colleagues, right? Their, mm-hmm. their, 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 their mates. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's how it started back in San, San Antonio. I knew right. a, a little bit about uh, USAA, but yeah, great company. I'm glad you. You found your niche. Uh, I remember you when you moved from the travel industry over to there is a big move, and and four years has flown by, and I'm glad you're happy. You know, uh, you know, you're making it work and uh, living living this uh, this new life, right? You never thought yeah. you'd, be, you'd be in the desert here, so that's awesome. And it's kind of funny to see. Uh, I see your your office, right? It's decorated with Liverpool. Uh, flags yeah. <laughs> and, and and jerseys framed and let's we can't not talk about this congratulations pete i know you are one of the number one fans in the world <laughs> of liverpool and congrats mate on that they just Thanks. won their their uh the premier league which is definitely not an easy feat to do um but yeah let, let's talk a little bit about liverpool man uh fc it's a football club it's a premier league probably the top uh, European league, maybe the top league in the world uh, the last couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. And Liverpool has, has formed a tremendous quality squad, starting with the head coach Klopp from Germany 
and just a, a all around great bench, a great city in Liverpool. I've been there before. I've been outside the stadium. I've been some of the pubs. The Beatles are from uh, Liverpool. And uh, how did you get into Liverpool? Why do you love them? And you know, tell tell us about this uh, championship run. Yeah, funny story. I mean, I I, I got into Liverpool probably when I was about seven or eight years old. Um, you know, I just started to start following soccer a bit more uh, a bit more serious, and um, you know. Uh, been in school and that you know all your friends and your mates and that they, they're all supporters of the big clubs like United and Arsenal back then and you know, uh, wasn't really Chelsea because they didn't have any money back then but um, you know all these, these big clubs all your friends are supporting and that's and uh, you know I just started watching Liverpool one day and you know just really got into their football just loved their players loved John Barnes and Rush you know Robbie Fowler players like that and you know I just I, I saw it as kind of a way to you know follow a different club you know to what everyone else was following um you know kind of you know build that rivalry between my friends and that and it's just been a you know a club that I first saw play live as well um, it was just a friendly like many years ago but uh, when I was about nine but yeah first team I saw professional play live and uh, yeah, it's just been a, a club that's really been close to my heart, ever, you know, my whole life really. I've I've supported them through thick and thin times. Just you know, always always supported them, you know, my whole life. So uh, coming to Phoenix, um, I was introduced to a uh, to, to the um, they had a small uh, gathering of uh, Liverpool Phoenix supporters uh, when it first started out in 2013, 2014, and uh, and now the you know the club is you know it's got a um, it's got its own membership going. Um, so essentially its own clubhouse, I guess, uh, downtown now at the, the Crown Bar. Um, yeah, it's, it's turned into a, a big group of at least 800 people. So it's, it's a, it's official supporters club of uh, Liverpool here in Phoenix. Um, but yes, a cl- club that's very close to my heart. And, you know, I've waited 30 years, I, I guess you could say for this, um, to win the premier league. It's, it's, uh, it's really something special, you know, especially from back home where, um, you know, it's uh, soccer and football is, is, is like a day, you know, it's way of life with your friends and that. And people always um, trying to put you down about your team and that. So it's it's kind of like, for me, it's like one upping on them kind of thing. You know, you've got one up on them winning the Champions League last year and now the Premier League this year. So, yeah, hopefully things can only get can stay better, can stay good. Plus we got club on, but yeah, it's great. Yeah, man, I'm so happy for you. I mean, I've been down to the Crown Pub as well, celebrating the, the wins, the matches, even at the old Rose and Crown, mm-hmm. epic times. No, but yeah, beautiful style of football. I think they're going to be around for a while. So, yeah, I, I get a, a question I have for you: If you could have go to a pub, and you could choose one Liverpool player to go have a pint and uh, you know bangers and mash. Who would who? What player would you choose? Uh, probably Robbie Fowler. It's got to be Robbie Fowler. I mean, he was just god for goals when I first started watching Liverpool, and he had two spells at Liverpool as well. And when he came back, you know, it was just like you know, kind of the return of the Messiah, kind of in two thousand and eight. So, yeah, absolutely love the guy. He's a legend in, in my mind. Would, would love to sit down and have a pint with him. Awesome. Robbie Fowler. And now what about the 2020 championship team? Uh, if you could, uh, same thing. 
Uh, I'd say Jordan Henderson because no one deserves the Premier League more than him. I mean, he's just he's been with Liverpool uh, since I want to say 2009. Um, you know, he's he's been some re- some really really uh, bad times at Liverpool. He almost got sold in a swap deal for Dempsey. Dempsey, I remember in 2010 when when Roy uh, Hodgson became manager, and you know he's he's been at the club you know 10 years on. Um, under Klopp, you know, his captain, and he's, he's, you know, he just puts his heart, his heart, and his soul in, into that club, and you know, blood, sweat, and tears. No one deserves it more than him. So yeah, I, you know, if I had to choose anyone, it would be him, definitely. Yeah, great, great, great player, solid, consistent. Uh, love Salah's play, and I guess one, one other question: Who would you want to play a round of golf with from the 2020 squad? Uh, <laughs> probably, I'd, I'd say. James Milner or Andy Robertson, probably. They just they just seem like the kind of guys you you, you want to have a, a game of golf with. Just easy going, relax, calm, you know. Good guys awesome. to hang around with. Yeah, and, and, uh, and Mil- Milner's a, a nice veteran player. He's been there. I don't know if did he go up through the youth ranks, Milner? No, uh, sure. Milner actually came from Leeds. Um, he, Leeds, he's, okay. He's been he's been in the Premier League like, for the last almost twenty years now. Yeah, it's insane. Dang, yeah. And then Robertson's from Scott. He's from Scotland, mm-hmm. right? Did he come from like the Rangers or anything, or do you know where he came from? Yeah, he came from. Uh, I believe he came from Dundee United. I think. Um, oh, Dundee, uh, nice. Yeah. yeah, he has. He has. Uh, he has quite a thick, um, almost like a Glaswegian accent. So I, I think he's kind of from around that area. But yeah, he's a proper working class kind of lad, uh, Andy Robertson. Yeah, just uh, hard worker. Yeah, I, I love the way he plays, man. Makes those runs up and down. So, and a Scotsman as well. So that's awesome. And well, I wish I wish uh, Liverpool uh, nothing but the best uh, for the upcoming seasons, and and uh, hopefully make a match at their stadium one time. And if people haven't been to Liverpool, there's tons of things to do. The Beatles Museum is fabulous. The Liverpool Stadium is great. Some crosstown rivalry with Manchester City, which which the Champions League is going on uh, today and uh, next week. Uh, we got Leipzig from Germany and PSG from Paris playing in the semifinals versus Lyon from France and and uh, Manchester City from England. Uh, and any predictions of who you think is going to win the Champions League? Yeah, I, I honestly think, and I hate to say it, it's probably going to be between Manchester City and um, Bayern Munich. I mean, Bayern Munich, they absolutely swept the floor of uh, Barcelona, didn't they, last yeah. night? Um, which is, I mean, it's it's sad for Barcelona that they're going through such rough times, you know, the past couple of years. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, Bayern Munich just looks so strong. And Manchester City as well, you know, they they, they, they beat uh, Real Madrid, didn't they, uh, last week? And they were looking really good. So I, I'd say it's probably going to be one of those two, I think. Um, I think they're the favourites. Yeah, you know what? I- I think the English Premier League has probably been the best league in the last couple of years. And if there's an English team, whoever it might be, I think they're the favorites because it's just there's like 10, 10 top teams in the Premier League that are just battling. And they're yeah. great. Whereas Bundesliga is maybe four, right? Uh, so I think there's a little bit more better competition. But when it gets to a final, it's open game, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully the refs call a good game and – and then you never know if it goes to penalties. But no, all right, cool. Well, we got your prediction uh, on that 
for the finalists. Now, again, you're, you are from England. Uh, let's talk a little bit about music. What influenced you, what bands influenced you when you were younger? And t- also tell me a little bit about Glastonbury. I know you've been there before. It's a, it's a big time festival, one of the biggest music festivals in the world. And it's in, where is it exactly as well? And also, again, going back to your childhood or something that really influenced you for the listeners to, uh, to take them back. Yeah, absolutely. So my, I, I, um, I, I really started getting into music when I was probably about nine or ten years old, and you know, back then it was, uh, you know, during during that period we had the the, the Britpop um, periods, you know, nineties. So you know, I, I I got into a lot of bands like Blur, Oasis, um, The Verve, uh, Pulp, um, other bands like that, and it, it was kind of an age thing. I I think um, you know as I got older, you know. Being an early teenager, you know, 14, 15, I started getting into a lot of grunge, you know, like Nirvana and um, uh, what are they called? Uh, like Foo Fighters. Um, and was there was there one band from from England that you just re- you 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 love to put in the CD or cassette or Spotify? Yeah, probably Oasis. I, I mean, I've always been a big Oasis fan. Uh, okay. Pretty much, you know, since I since I love just started getting into music, really. Um, yeah, massive Oasis fan, um, pretty much all my life, really. Uh, you have a you have a favorite song from them? I don't know if I have a, a favorite song. Um, I'd say I have a favorite album. Um, which, which is that? Which is uh, definitely maybe it was their first album, um, closely followed by What's the Story in Morning Glory. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I also um, I'd say the Beatles had a big influence in my life and in, in terms of musical listening, um, uh, and then uh, yeah, obviously went through the grunge periods and then uh, going to college, uh, I went through the whole uh, uh, I guess uh, psychoactive um, era like Pink Floyds. Um, <laughs> I listened to a lot of the Smiths stuff like that. Um, uh, like political minded music. Um, also like a lot of house music. I've, I've always loved house music, like nineties uh, house, like European house. Um, even today, you know, I, I'm still a big fan of house music, but more on the kind of mellow side of things. Uh, I like everything really. <laughs> yeah. <it laughs> sounds like it. No, it's great, great taste. You got now any particular group music you a band you're into as we speak in 2020 august uh anything that you've uh, come across that you're into yeah so i mean um like in terms of new bands uh, i like hot i like hot chip um let's say uh primal scream that i mean they're still going but you know m83 um Dead Mouse, uh, little, like little electronic yeah. Dead Mouse. That's your one of your go-to's. Yeah, little little bit of Dead Mouse. Um, I think what else? Um, uh, Jemmy XX, Poolsides. Oh yeah, like those that. are great bands. Now yeah. you love music. You've been to Glastonbury, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was one of the top shows that you've seen at Glastonbury, and a, maybe take share a little story, fun story for listeners, and what's Glastonbury all about? Right. So Glastonbury is a uh, huge music festival. Oh, it's, a, it's music, arts, arts, culture, 
festival that they have in the southwest of uh, England. Um, it's they used to do it where it was every four years and they would have a break, but I think now they just have it every year just because the demand was so it's been so high in recent years. But huge music festival uh, and a huge um, farm uh, in uh, in an area called Pilton's in the southwest, which is a uh, um, it's in, a, it's in a county called Somerset, which is not far from Bath, I guess, not far from yeah, Bristol. Near Wales, um, kind of, too. Yeah, not far from Wales, probably about 70 miles away from Wales, so not very far from Wales, but really nice area. It's, you know, it's in the deep English countryside. Um, Beautiful. And, uh, yeah, they have about 26 stages, I'd say, just set up in this farm, and all like all the big bands from all over the world come just for this, this long weekend. Like, it starts... Uh, usually Thursday or Friday, and then what, it, and what it Sunday. What uh, usually July. I mean, they had to, they obviously had to uh, cancel it this year because of the pandemic. Um, but it's usually every every July, kind of mid to end of July, they have it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun though. Would you like to go again? I'd love to go again. Yeah, I mean, um, I I've been I think I've I've been three times, and um, first time I went, I was just it was just so mind blowing. I was like, this is so 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 much fun you know um you just go with all your friends you camp um i mean they, they do have areas you know if you're not really a camping person you know they, they do have hotels that you can stay in nearby and they just have a bus that drops you off um but you've got to go for the camping experience all the glamping experience you know you pay a little bit more and you have like a it's like five star tenting experience um that, that kind of luxury um, but yeah, it's 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 such a cool festival. You know, if you're into music, you know, literally any music as, as well. You know, it can be classical music, uh, but they have everything there. And uh, I remember the the last year I went actually was um, was the year that Michael Jackson died, and it was that weekend that Michael Jackson died. So it was one of those things that you know you always remember where you are for it kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I remember I was at Blastonbury when Michael Jackson passed away. So. You know that was kind of big, um, but yeah, it's awesome festival, and you know, no matter what kind of music you're in, it's you know, there's really something for everyone there. And any particular band that you remember, kind of like maybe during that Michael Jackson uh, festival, or when he passed away, uh, a band that really. Um. Gee. Um, I think it was Fatboy Slim. Actually, I saw uh, on oh, stage. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. It was. We were just about to see him actually, and then um, you know, this is this is the era just before smartphones came about. So I had my little flip phone with me, and you know, I saw on the news that he passed away, and it was just it was spreading like wildfire, kind of across the uh, the whole Glastonbury. You know, that he passed away, and you know, uh, people were really upset about it, obviously. But yeah, it was just before Fatboy Slim came out, and um, his set, and he. Uh, I think Groove Armada actually followed after him. So I mean, it was a really fun evening that day, um, Saturday night. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's so much fun. And yeah, I'd encourage anyone, you know, if you ever have a chance and you're in the UK, I mean, to get a ticket to hard enough. Um, it's, they're all online and you've just got to be so quick. Yeah. Uh, probably sells out like in 10 minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, we, we have a lot of listeners of electric world sessions who love uh, music festivals. So maybe we need to add that to our le- list listeners and, and you can maybe go with us, Pete. You can be our guide. Yeah, I, I mean, they have a great dance scene there as well at Blastonbury. They really do. Like their house, their, their house music is great. I mean, just just anything you you like, essentially, they'll have. 
anything. Awesome, right? man. Yeah, we'll have to put that in the books. And uh, to the, all the listeners, we're going to put a lot of all these sh- um, you know notes in the show notes so people can look it up as well. And, and Pete, you know, now you're down here in Phoenix and so forth. And, you know, COVID, everyone is, spends a lot more time at home. Um, is, there any, is there any book or documentary or movie that you've seen recently that you, you'd recommend for people to check out? Um, yeah, so I mean, I've, I've, I find myself watching a, a bit more TV than usual now since, you know, the lockdown started. Um, yeah, I mean, I... Uh, I, I started watching Silicon Valley recently, which is really funny. Um, I don't know if you've seen that. It's, uh, I, I think they stopped stopped it last year. They, they made about six seasons of it. Um, really? Is, is it Netflix? Four. Is that the streaming platform? No, or? it's actually HBO. HBO. Um, okay. Yeah. So, H, uh, so if you have the if the app, if you have the app, it's um, it's on the app. Um, really funny show. Very tongue and tongue in cheek kind of humor. Uh, it's it's essentially about these four nerds who you know they're in the Silicon Valley world and you know looking to start their own business. They have a product, um, and they're kind of they go between these two big uh, companies to try and you know one of them tries to buy it and it's um, it's 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 hilarious. So you know anyone looking for a new show, my my wife watched it and she recommended it to me and you know I've, I've really gotten into it now. It's one of those okay. shows you can just binge watch during really like twenty minute episodes, but they're funny. Um, All right, uh, well, yeah, I'll 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 put that one in the show notes for people to check it out. Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty yeah. good. Yeah, and then <laughs> um, uh, I've recently watched um, a soccer documentary on Nicholas and Elka. Uh, oh, I haven't, I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen that yet. It's called like under what's it called under value under misunderstood um, misunderstood. misunderstood. Yeah, yeah, I mean it was. It, it, it's a, it's an interesting insight. I mean, I still don't really like Nicholas Nelka, but I kind of respect where he's coming from. Um, you know, coming from his side of the story, like because I mean, he was just such a raw talent when he was at Arsenal, number seventeen, eighteen years old, and then you know, it's a yeah. big move to Real Madrid, and was a bit of you know was just known for being a bit of a sulk, really. So I mean, it was kind of interesting seeing his kind of side of perspective. The whole film's in French, um, so I mean, it, it's all subtitled. Yeah, okay, I know you cool. speak French, so you shouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I want to, I want to check that out. That's on Netflix as well. I saw that. Yeah, that's on yeah, my, on my yeah. List. Watched, cool. Watched that the other night. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but other than that, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, I haven't really seen too much else. Um, just we watched a few films. You know, um, I watched the there was a uh, a Shining. Uh, Stephen King, The Shining. There was a like a follow up, a prequel, uh, I guess, a sequel even um, that um, I watched the other night, which is pretty good. Can't the name of it though now. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you remember, remember it, message me, and I'll put it in the show notes for the people to check it out. And mm-hmm. no, yeah, thank you for that. That that those that list there sounds sounds awesome. The now I know you've traveled quite a bit. I know you love to travel, right? You're all the way here. Right. And what's a, one of your favorite travel spots you've ever been to around the world? What's uh, it could be maybe U.S. now, maybe 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 it's Phoenix. <laughs> what's what, what's one place that 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 kind of like resonates with you? Um, I'd say uh, probably New Zealand. New Zealand is beautiful. Um, and it's it's really a, it's really a um, 
it's two different places almost. I mean, you've got the North Island and you've got the South Island in New Zealand. The South Island is just stunning. I mean, it's just, there's nowhere in the world that is quite like the South Island of New Zealand. The landscape there is just phenomenal. Um, mountains, I mean, they, I think they filmed, I want to say like 75 to 80% of Lord of the Rings in, in New Zealand. And I mean, if you see those films, you see like how picturesque it is. I mean, it's, it right. is like it is in the films. It's just that beautiful it's you know it's so nice i mean the north is nice as well um a little bit flatter but you know just country everywhere it's you know it's there's there's any there's not very there's not a lot of urban you know cities skyscrapers uh, it's just so much nature and uh, such an awesome place i mean it's like the, the the capital of extreme sports as well you know bungee jumping was invented there so that's that's it was pretty cool and great rugby team as well. I'm a big rugby lover. Uh, I'd say I'd closely followed by the United States though because, um, I, you know, I, I I've I've gone from LA to New York just all over land. You know, road tripped it the whole way and you know I saw a lot of the country that way and just how diverse it is in terms of um, you know you get every single terrain here. I mean, you get beautiful beaches to to mountains to deserts um you know you just have everything here it's such a beautiful country and you know i, I had the pleasure of traveling it so I, I definitely say that's one of my countries is up there with new zealand is the u.s awesome now in, in new zealand for the people who don't maybe not know exactly where it's at uh it's in the pacific right mm-hmm. and it is going to be not too far from australia maybe hour and a half flight maybe or so and uh those those uh, you know you're talking about the north and south uh just to give a little bit better vision um what cities exactly would you recommend to go to and when you went to new zealand what time frame would you, what, how was the weather is that when do you recommend to go to new zealand so um new zealand is is in the southern hemisphere um yeah it's, a, it's about a two and a half hour flight i'd say from sydney in australia and um okay. that, that's just to auckland uh, i'd say auckland's probably the like main um main city in within new zealand's um, i believe it's actually the capital of the state i think um but yeah i mean auckland's a cool city to go to in the north and then if you're in the south i mean wellington canterbury they're nice cities to go to, um, but there's you know there's um, there's also just you know cool little sightseeing places to go to like um, the Bay of Islands, Pilau, which is really cool. Um, it's uh, they actually had a volcanic eruption there um, about a month ago, or so um, oh. and they had to evacuate the whole island because um, New Zealand obviously is one of these places. Well, up until recently was uh, was a COVID three. It was one of the only COVID three hotspots yeah. in the world. Yeah, that's right. I just saw they just got one case yesterday or something. Yeah, like that. and, they, and they, I think they shut down for the next twelve <laughs> days or something. It's mad, but uh, yeah, I'd say those those are those are really cool cities. And you know, I'd say the best time of the year to go. I mean, you can pretty much go any time of the year. I mean, you're not going to be. I mean, because the summers uh, aren't ridiculously hot like they are in Australia because you're elevated, so it's cooler climates. Um, but yeah, just bear in mind that their their summers are when we have our winters and vice versa. You know, they have their winters, and we have our summers. So as of right now, they have winter, been uh, in August. So maybe so not a bad cool. time. Maybe maybe not a bad time to go <laughs> if yeah. you're living in Phoenix. Yeah, and you want to get 
Yeah. Awesome. I've never been there, but hopefully, you know, one day I'll be able to go and I know really want to go to Aussie Australian open and, and Melbourne and maybe combine a trip of, of both countries, but that'd be mm-hmm. awesome. No, well, yeah, Australia was cool as well. Loved Australia. Yeah. yeah th- well, thanks for the, for the travel spot uh, recommendation. And here at electric world sessions, uh, Pete, uh, we always donate a $15 to uh, the guest's uh, choice of a charity or maybe a, a pub, a, uh, a small business or some essential workers or a- any, anything like that, uh, especially with COVID <clears throat> going on right now and a lot of small businesses uh, suffering uh, and, you know, a lot of things going on in the world. Is there, is there any uh, place where you have a mind of where uh, Electric World Sessions can donate $15 to? Your choice. Um, um, I don't know, really. I haven't really thought about that. Um, I guess, um, I guess maybe... Um, if you want to donate it to like uh, St. Mary's or something like, or, or something like that. Okay. That'd be cool. Like a, like either the, 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 like Catholic the food bank or something, the, the food bank. Like yeah. St. Mary's, St. Mary's food bank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So St. Mary's food bank helps give uh, food to, you know, less, less privileged uh, people and helps kids out and, and uh, you know, adults out with food and donating. Okay, I'll 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 go ahead and do that. Yeah, thanks for thanks for choosing that. It's really Thank really you, nice. Man. Yeah, good. And so, Pete, we're coming to the tail end of uh, Electric World sessions. How can people get a hold of you? Um. So, uh, I mean, uh, free to to reach out to me. Um. You know, you can always you can always email me. Um. Yeah, my my email address. You know. If I, can, if I can give it as it's yeah. just my first and last name so it's peter khan uh khan uh, i know it's uh it, i know it means meat and spash um <laughs> it, it means something else where i'm you know originally from uh in england it's just, it's just a cornish name but so it's just my first and last name at hotmail.com if you, so if you want P- to reach out to me yeah so peter and then karn which or garne right is mm-hmm. c-a-r-n-e at at what Hotmail. Uh, hotmail, hotmail.com. Yeah. Hotmail.com. All right. And mm-hmm. I'll put it on the show notes as well. And, and, and if anybody wants to get a hold of you, learn a little more about what you do, maybe watch a Liverpool match with you. Uh, yeah. You know, chat about Liverpool, chat about Glastonbury, chat yeah. about a little bit about New Zealand, any tips that you could give them. So, no, absolutely. Feel free yeah. to get in touch with me. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, if there's one piece of advice that you could give to the people, to the listeners out there to start living a better life, right? What's one thing that you would recommend to the listener out there to, to do? I'd say, I'd say my advice would be, don't be afraid to try something new. You know, always try to, uh, always try to seek new adventures, always try to seek new horizons um, because ultimately it makes you the person you are. And, um, you know, I, I feel that if you're if you're not open minded, if you know, if you um, if you're quite closed off, um, you know, I, I, I feel that, um, you know, 
you're just not kind of living life to the full and you're not giving, getting the most out of your life. So I, you know, I just, you know, try and, uh, try and find new things to do, you know, just be open-minded. Uh, that's, that's some great advice. Great advice. I think our listeners are going to love that. I love that. And it, it's, it's, a, it was a great, great to listen to you today and, and great to learn about uh, a little bit more about you. And, and I really love how you ended it with the, the open-mindedness, right? I mean, you're coming from across of the pond, as they say, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to be here all the way in Phoenix, right? You've really had to look at those horizons and look at the big picture and understand that like, Hey, you know what? Life is, life can be short and, you know, make some challenges, go for some risks, right. Mm-hmm. And, and listen and, and be open-minded. So, and then I think that attests to a lot of your travels as well and, and your mindset that you've come from. Yeah. Up. That's what, that's, that's kind of what's kind of helped me with, with uh, having that kind of mindset. I mean, you know, you, you go around the world and you just, you just see and experience different cultures and, you know, it, it really does open your mind up to new things. So yeah, that was, that's what my advice, advice would be, you know, don't be afraid, don't be afraid to try something new. Don't be afraid to try something new. I like that. Well, Pete, thank you for being on the show. And, yep. and, and to all our listeners, I'm going to wrap it up here. And I always finish with a, with a quote. And today is failure is a stepping stone to success. I'll read it one more time. Failure is a stepping stone to success. So don't give up. Don't get down. Get back at it. Uh, whatever it might be, uh, just know that success is around the corner. And you're right yep. there for whatever you really, want to do. I really like that. I really like that. Yeah, I can lift to that as well. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to listeners. Thank you, Pete. Thank you. Thanks, Derek. Till next time, and everyone have a great month of August, uh, wherever you may, might be. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Eric. Thank you, mate.